the language is actually a vast, vast thing, a very huge, gigantic thing. I was this mad vocabulary hungry man, somebody who writing down every single vocabulary that he come across. You know, you have to love the language. You have to love the language that you're learning. You have to have the passion and the determination. You know, even if you have the most skilled teachers, they still cannot feed you, spoon feed you the language unless you have the determination to learn it. I have this determination to learn the language to this level. That's why I am here today. Hello guys, thanks for tuning in. I am Daniel Goodson, the host of My Fluent Podcast. This time, Ahmed from Senegal gives tips and tricks on how he became a fluent English speaker. So listen up to his fantastic language learning story. Thank you very much for having reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. This was really great and I was very happy to hear that you are actually listening to both of my podcasts, even the vocab man. I was so glad to hear that. <laughs> yes, it's pleasure for me to listen to your, to your podcast. It is quite interesting. And I see myself in listening to your podcast because I am a learner and you are always presenting yourself as a learner as well. And we shared some interest in, the, in there. So that's why I'm very, very glad to listen. To, I'm always happy to see somebody who is not a native speaker and doing his best like you. I'm very excited to learn more about your language story and about your learning methods. I'm sure that our listeners and I will learn a lot from you. If I am not mistaken, you taught yourself English without ever having attended any English school. So maybe you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Thank you very much, Mr. Daniel. My name is Ahmed Jago and I live in Senegal. Senegal is a country of uh, 16 million inhabitants located in West Africa. And when it comes to learning a, a language, a second language or a third language, for me is, I, I mean, I have a very interesting story. Because uh, when I tell somebody that I, I live in a country where the official language is not English, and I have never attended an English school or an English institution, and yet speak English the way I am speaking it this day, it might amaze him you know yeah you you have a, a really great flawless accent it seems to me <laughs> thank you uh, thank you very much the story is quite interesting for me because senegal is a country where the official language is french because it has been colonized by the french but here in africa when we say official language mostly we don't mean that the official language is the language that is spoken by the vast majority or the whole population of the country. Um, French is the official language, but we have other national language, which is the language that is, is named Wolof. And it is actually the, the most widely spoken language here. I can say something like 95% of the country's population speak the same language. But only those people who went to school for studying French or those people who live in an area where the French speakers are to be found are actually able to speak French. But for me, when I was uh, about 14 years old, my father took me to Gambia. Gambia is our neighboring country. I went there merely for learning Arabic. So I, I went there to learn Arabic, but like Gambia and Senegal are quite similar. 
they have lots in common. For example, our national languages are the same, and I've been able to survive while there. But they have one different thing, and mm -hmm. it is Gambia's official language is English. So the people there go to school for learning English, but their uh, national language is still the same as our country, which is Wolof. But I was surrounding by some of my friends, some boys who were going to school to learn English, and they were having some conversation around me in English, even though English was not the, the language that they were speaking in their daily lives. But I've been, I mean, I became fascinated with the way they use language sometimes around me, and I asked one boy, one of my friends there, to teach me how to read English. Because before you can teach yourself, you have to, somebody has to guide you to, to, the, to the basics. Yeah. Something like being able to read the language first before you go for yourself. By that time, I was learning Arabic, but this boy, this particular boy, helped me to teach me the English alphabets until I became able to read English myself. And that was it. But And I was still speaking of some expressions, some words in English, something like breakfast, brother, sister, school, things like that, basic things. I spent the next four years there in Gambia. Then I returned, I came back to my home country, which is Senegal, to continue learning Arabic here in Arabic schools in Senegal. Around the year 2013, I have this desire to continue learning English because I realized that English is the most widely spoken language in the world. It is the most popular language in the world. And just by being able to speak it, it will open, you know, lots of opportunities for you. And then by that time, I was, I was been able to use Arabic and English dictionary properly. I've been quite almost fluent in Arabic. And then I stumbled upon one day, one application in the form of, I mean, it was, I think, a audio book, but it was made, it was built up in a form of application. I downloaded it from Apple Store. And then I download uh, an English and Arabic dictionary. This particular application or the audio book, as you might call it, it's actually built in, in, in several sections. There was beginner section, an intermediate, and an advanced section. But in the form of, of stories, for example, they will pick up a small story, something like breakfast, and uh, write a text, a very short text about it. So. When I downloaded this application, I thought, wait a minute, now I can teach myself English without needing any teacher or going to school. So I found a notebook and began writing those stories in my notebook, one story a day. This is how I did it. So you, I will pick a story a day. You wrote yes. it down, the whole story. You made kind of a, a dictation out of it. You listened to it and then you wrote it down. I will open the application and write down the story in my notebook and then download the voice file and listen to it several times until I became convinced that I can read it myself without listening to the voice. And then I will use the dictionary, Arabic English dictionary, to translate the, the new words for me and write down their, their, their meanings in Arabic beside the words. And then by the time I was in Arabic school, but... I have some free times during the day. I, I, I would use those free times to learn these stories, learn uh, repeating them for the rest of the day until 
you know, this is the way I use to gain so many vocabularies for the next, let's say, five years. Okay, that means you were very focused on particular stories. Is that right? So you just stick to one story until you could learn it by heart. Yes, the stories are, are, are not that long. You know, it is built in a way that's usually 10 to 11 lines. I see. For example, let me give you an example. A breakfast. He will write uh, about breakfast about 10 lines. Just 10 lines. For example, I'm Ahmed. I will wake up early in the morning. I take my breakfast. My breakfast is made out of bread and things and this and this and that. I will write down that story, a short story. Yeah, I see. And learn it by heart. And the next day I will take the next story. Yeah, that sounds great to me. So, so this is uh, the most effective way of gaining new vocabularies because you will learn the vocabularies in context. There you will have the grammatical uh, construction and uh, the words are being used in sentences and you will learn how to use them yourself if you need them in the future. Yeah, I think today the danger lies in being overwhelmed by the vast resources out there so that it seems to me that we can't stick to one resource, you know? We want to consume more and more and more and maybe that's dangerous because we can't remember things. We, we just want to consume. It makes it hard in a way to just stick with one book, for example, and to learn it by heart. Yes, but the learners should be very careful about being bogged down with lots of, res lots of resources or lots of materials when it comes to learning a language. Because today the, the internet is making the things, you know, it is a huge field. If you are not being careful enough, no, you might get yourself in a difficult situation. You have to focus, you have to choose wisely what you believe that is going to take you into the next level and stick to it. So somebody might, might wonder, how can you become able to speak the language by just writing stories and things like that? Because that is just input. Just by, make, by making just input, one cannot become able to use the language by speaking or by writing, you know? Yeah. By that time, my pronunciation, by the way, was not good at all. So there was videos that was produced by BBC Six Smith English. And I was downloading those videos, which teaches the English letters that people should learn when they want to pronounce English properly. And I think is is actually about uh, 44 letters. Isn't it? Yeah, I, I think I, I know this show. They also had or have a podcast, which is still going on, I think. Yeah, yes. This is the videos that I downloaded to Polish and to brush up my pronunciation part. And I was uh, writing them down as well in, in a note notebook, something like sound, things like that. By the way, I prefer British English, and that's why I focused on those videos until I became satisfied with the way I, I pronounce words in English. By that time, I was also listening to some podcasts as well. I discovered a guy, an, an English teacher who lives in the UK, by the name of Luke from Luke's English Podcast. I, I discovered this particular podcast around the year 2014, yes. And I was listening to it 
like a mad person every single time <laughs> whenever you <laughs> yeah he is really great luke thompson and i have conducted an interview with him about two or three years ago so he was also on my fluent podcast maybe you you know yes I, yeah i know this i listened to to, to to episodes in which he featured and uh I've got a whole series of excuses, uh, Daniel. <laughs> How is Luke, one of the most famous podcasters, teaching English to millions of learners doing when it comes to learning a language? You know, my French isn't improving, but my excuses are, are getting better every day. Learn more about it and listen to my fluent podcast. I'm Daniel. Learn from and with a language learner. You'll find the interview on episode 28. I'm, I'm fluent in excuses uh, in terms of my French. I listen to... Danik Lucas also, yeah. who is actually another guy who's, who is producing a very, very interesting topic. By yeah. the way, I, I, I am a big fan of Danik. I'm listening to his podcasts, especially for his streaming these days. It is quite interesting. These are the guys that I was listening dearly, listening every single time. And by listening to them, I see the progress in my listening ability. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I am also a fan of Stanek's English podcast. And of course, his live shows yes. are just amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are amazing. And did you listen to other podcasts as well? Can you recommend other podcasts? Yes, I'm a big football fan. And uh, I listen to some football podcasts, football-related podcasts, like the Football Daily from the BBC Five Live and 606. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. The Football Daily from BBC Sport and BBC Five Live. Welcome to the Football Daily Podcast. Now, on this episode, we're previewing the start of the EFL season this weekend. Loads to discuss. Is this the most open championship in years? We'll look at the three new foreign coaches in the division and the risks associated with those appointments. There are some massive clubs down in League One this season who are desperate for promotion, and we'll hear from Cambridge United. This might be not the cup of tea of some listeners out there because there are so many people who don't like football at all but this is the thing that interested me and uh, when you're listening to something that you love you're more likely to gain you know to reap the rewards by the way to gain a, a lot from it so something that is enjoyable i'm listening to lots of podcasts i'm listening to some news podcasts but these two are the, my prime podcast my prime ones luke's english podcast and Zdenek. And of course, your podcast, which I discovered during the lockdown. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love, the, I love the way you pronounce words and uh, it is quite clear. And your vocab man podcast, it is actually very amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's really kind of you. Have you ever considered or contemplated to make your own podcast maybe? Because you have uh, a, a lot of knowledge you could share it to other learners as well. Well, actually, maybe. I'm not sure at the moment. Because, by the way, I'm a teacher right now. I teach Arabic in our government elementary schools here in Senegal. And we only have three months a year, three months of uh, summer vacations every single year. But the school activities are quite hectic. That's why I'm not sure. But I, I you know, you make me feel that Maybe I will follow you on your footsteps one day because, <laughs> you know, you inspire me a lot. 
you make you make me feel like you know, it is possible for me as well. Because uh, yeah, absolutely inspired by you. Maybe one day I can do it just to, just to practice. Yeah, to practice my English. So you were listening to a lot of podcasts, and then your journey went on, I guess. Yes, it's going on at the moment. I consider myself as a, a beginner, uh, and I'm talking to you now. But I, I have a problem here. Until I listened to one episode of your podcast recently about the guy who's from Cora and who lives in India. I forgot the name of him. Because until recently, I, I was this mad vocabulary hungry man. Somebody who writing down every single vocabulary that he come across. But then I realized that I have so many passive vocabularies in my bank. As I'm talking to you, there, there I have some notebooks that I used to write down some vocabularies. And uh, I barely use those vocabularies because they are so passive. You know, when I listened to that guy, he made me relax and <laughs> sit down once again because he was saying about when you have about 5,000 uh, 5, to 10,000 vocabularies, in your bank, you you have to focus on how to use them rather than accumulating some new vocabulary that you don't need it. If a person knows between 5,000 and 10,000 words, he should concentrate on how to use the words he knows more effectively rather than accumulating more words in his memory, unless he needs to know new words in a particular context or situation. I reached where I am today by reading voraciously, listening carefully, noting down new words and reviewing them often. So a wise man. <laughs> and I, I yeah, feel with you because it's the same here that I used to learn a lot of, as you mentioned, passive vocabulary, which I wouldn't use just for the pleasure of, of learning. But yeah, I, I should also focus more on the voc vocabulary I want to use. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, this, is the, this is the thing, because the language is actually a vast, vast thing, a very huge, gigantic thing, that there are some areas that you can master and talk about fluently, and they have some specific vocabularies that you, you're going to need when you want to talk about them. But there are some areas where you will have no knowledge about. For example, I cannot talk about doctors-related vocabularies, hospitals, things like that. Medical English, I mean. So this is my opinion about learning second language or third language. First of all, you know, you have to love the language. You have to love the language that you're learning. You have to have the passion and the determination, and you have to dedicate. You have to find a time to, to do it, because without love and the, the determination of learning the language, nobody can teach you. You know, even if you have the most skilled teachers, they still cannot feed you, spoon feed you the language, unless you have the determination to learn it. I have this determination to learn the language to this level. That's why I am here today. There are some people around me here who have the opportunity and they've already mastered the first language that they can use to learn a second language. But Maybe they don't have the, the determination. They don't try to find a way of, I mean, to do it because they don't lo love it. I listen to some people 
talking about find enjoyable way of learning the language. I mean, let's not uh, lull ourselves into a false sense of security. We have to uh, realize that when you're learning a language, you have to put uh, some extreme effort if you want to reach your goal. You don't have to just do some little things a day and expecting to to, to reap the rewards. I mean, that's not. I mean, for me, you have to, to put a lot of lot amount of work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, this is I, what I believe. Yeah, and I think it is crucial to be consistent. Consistency is key, and I think even if you learn let's say 20 minutes a day if you yes. can keep up with this for a very long period of time then you will reach your your goal one day well maybe it's in yes, several yes. years but you have to be determined yes to just go your journey and make your things and the, that consistency that you said when I, when I was learning the language throughout the last five years, some friends of mine, you know, sometimes tease me, you know, about me carrying uh, this notebook everywhere I go and reading. They used to tell me, to, to tell me that um, you are a mad person. What are you doing here? This, this is not our official language. You are <laughs> wasting your time. And they considered me as somebody who's doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, you know, they don't see, I mean, I don't see the way they're seeing things <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, because, well, it's it's your passion. I see that and I find this is, is just great. You are serious about this and that's why you carry your notebook with you. And it's yes. sim- similar here in Switzerland because... English is not the is it's not one of the official languages here. We we have yeah. um, Italian, we have French, we have German, and Retro-Romanic, but English is not uh, one of the official languages. So, but for me that's well, not important because it's just a passion of mine, and I like to learn English. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, this is this is the case here as well. So in Switzerland, you have so many languages as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, Senegal, as we we have about uh, six or seven languages, but those languages are not popular. The most popular one, as I told you, is Wolof, yeah. and then French, and there is a language that is called Polar. Halpolar. Uh, French is the official language. I chose the different way. So some people, by the way, I was I belong to so, so many WhatsApp groups that I join every now and then to practice my English. Some people used to ask me why, how can you speak English while living in a French-speaking country? But my use my my usual and my most most frequent uh, answer is, you know, this is my passion. And I want to learn several languages. It's not just French and Wolof. Mm. By the way, I, I, I learned Arabic to the, to the fluency level. And I learned English. Maybe I'm not that good in English. I'm learning French as well. And my mother tongue language. Uh, so these four languages are actually the, language, the, the languages that I'm working on at the moment. 
So you mentioned um, WhatsApp groups before, and I'm wondering how did you find these groups and do you recommend it as a method to improve in our target languages? Yes, um, I would definitely recommend WhatsApp groups uh, for, for those uh, English learners to join and practice their languages. It is one of the things that I used to practice, especially my speaking part. Around the year 2016, a friend of mine introduced me to his other friend who was administrating an English group. And I think the guy lives in Afghanistan. And I joined the group and I was this very passionate learner and I was joining every single day. And I was sending about nearly 100 messages a day. And I would speak about <laughs> nearly everything. And then I, I became familiar with lots of English. I mean, the guys keep uh, passing my numbers to some other groups and <laughs> until I become, <laughs> become, became widely known among English groups. And this is very, very interesting because by joining these WhatsApp English groups, you can you know, practice at any time you want because maybe I don't have appropriate time to schedule some lessons on italki or something because I don't know. I can schedule a speaking session and then miss it. That's why I, I am very careful about maybe about that, maybe in my summer vacations. But when I'm in the school year, when I'm going to school, I only use uh, WhatsApp English groups to practice my English because I can use them anytime, in the morning, in the evening, in the night. Okay, I see. But are there people who are correcting you or is it just that you get your practice with WhatsApp or... How can I imagine this? Or is it topic-related? Or can you just talk about anything? I, I didn't understand how it works. I mean, it's just a, a bunch of people who, yeah. who want to practice together. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is how it works. Sometimes there are some topic-related groups. I mean, some groups that are providing topics every single day. So every member should chip in and... Uh, have a say about the, the given topic, the answer the questions. But there was always some experts in English, some people who are very good at English, some teachers, by the way, who sometimes correct us and, mm. you know, make things up for us, basically. Because, you know, when, when, you, when you begin speaking, uh, practicing your English, especially your speaking, but you don't have the time to, uh, to think. Because speaking and writing are quite different. When writing, you can think correctly before you pen it down. But when you're speaking, you don't have the time to uh, maybe think properly before you speak. So you, you're definitely going to make so many mistakes. And those people used to correct our mistakes. And sometimes we will give some uh, grammatical topics and people will okay. discuss about it. So... There are very skilled persons on the WhatsApp groups. It's like everyone is helping each other out in a way. And together, people can improve. It's great. Uh, everyone will help each other. There's always some different levels in WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Some intermediate learners, some advanced learners, and the beginners learners. And uh, people will help each other. For example, 
if I'm an intermediate learner and I see some people, I listen to message of one of my friends or one of the group's member and he make a mistake, I will send another message. I will send the message to this particular person and correct his mistakes and tell him how to say and how, how to, you know, say it correctly, things like that. This is how we used to do it. Though you have to listen to your own voice message and correct yourself if it's possible. If you cannot correct yourself, you will ask some of the admins or some people out there to listen to your audio and to give you some feedbacks. Okay, I understand. Yeah, in my opinion, recording yourself and listening to it, it's really a great way to to improve yourself because if you have reached a certain level of English, you can analyze, you will be able to analyze your own speech up to a certain point and you can become even better by repeating the process, I guess. <laughs> yes, this is the uh, part of recording yourself. Although it is not always uh, enjoyable to listen to your own voice. Yeah. Sometimes I listen to my voice and feel unhappy about the way I speak. And uh, yes, it is. I, I, I also used to, I forget to tell you this, I used to record myself on my cell phone. I scheduled three or four months ago, no, six months ago, that I'm going to record myself talking in English for about 10 minutes a day and then listen to it. And I was doing it for about uh, two months Although um, I feel guilty now because it's not consistent <laughs> enough, but if I continue doing this particular activity, I'll be, you know it is it is crucial. It is very very good. Yeah, that's why I don't like that much attending classes. Let's say if you have one class or one lesson a week, that's just not enough. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, if there are let's say twenty pupils attending and then maybe you get three minutes of speaking time or speaking practice then that's just not enough and that's why i like the idea to record yourself or to attend in in these whatsapp groups that you mentioned before i think it's crucial to to maintain uh, or to make like a, a ritual or yeah to set up your daily practice yes i didn't understand you know this is the problem of the traditional um, way of teaching the language at school because you will attend the school for several years without being able to construct a correct sentence in the language that you're learning people are going to school to have a paper uh, yeah <laughs> to attend a certain <laughs> kind of degree that I, i i achieve my bachelor degree and this and that But when you ask them to write or to speak about the language in which they have that degree, they, they are going to struggle to, to, to do it. For example, I can, give an exa I, can, I can give you an example. Here in my country, some students went to, to university. Here in Senegal, when they have a bachelor degree, they'll go to, to the university. And some of them will go to the English department. And some people here have their master's degree in English. but When I speak to them, I mean, I feel, you know, it's, it feels like these people are actually beginners. 
They they cannot speak English at all. It amazes me. Yeah, because they just know the theoretical way, you know, the the theory behind it, but they didn't put it into practice, I guess, or not yeah, not enough. <laughs> that is correct. When they listen to you speaking, they can spot the mistakes and the good and the bad things about you, the way you speak. But when they themselves are <laughs> trying to speak, they have, have I mean they will struggle to make a correct sentence. And that's why I love self-studying because when a, a particular person decides to study a language by himself or herself, it means that he has the passion because it is your own decision. You take your own decision to learn the language. And primarily, it means that you love what you're doing. That's why you take it independently by in your own hands. So in, in that particular um, case you're going you're definitely going to see some progress yeah i agree with you you will have the responsibility if you don't be consistent then you really need to keep moving there is consistency if you if you are determined enough you're going to have to be consistent in my opinion yeah because you will love what you're doing and you, you're going to, to definitely have the, unless you give up in the early stages because at the beginning, it might be very tough and you might see no progress at all. In, in those particular moments, so many people have given up learning because maybe it is not pleasant, it is not enjoyable for them. But sometimes I think you need to have some inspiration, some people yeah. who inspire you to continue. That's why listening to podcasts are very, very, very good. Because in listening to podcasts, you're going to find someone who inspires you. Particularly when you are living in a country where the language that you're learning is in, I mean, it's not spoken there. You're not, you're not seeing people around you speaking the language. So you need to be inspired every now and then. So listening to some podcasts and uh, linking up with people like... Uh, Mr. Daniel is, <laughs> is actually going yeah. to make <laughs> you feel inspired and want to, to do more. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of funny because, I mean, I got my inspiration by other podcasters as well. For example, maybe you know him, Chris Broholm, who also have a, a podcast called Actual Fluency. And well, he, he, yes, I, he, he inspired me a lot. And he was a reason why I started out with my podcast. And it goes on. One inspires another person. And then me, I inspire <laughs> someone else. And it's like, like a, a li living thing. It's so beautiful. I don't make any money out of this. This is my hobby. I just like it. But when I hear okay. messages this that i inspire other people that makes it worth for, for me you can't pay yeah. money to give the same feeling because i just want to help yeah. other people it's it's a, a great thing and i absolutely recommend to everyone to start their own podcast or maybe to be creative in another way it must not be 
podcasting. There may be other things that are also good and creative in, in a way. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, uh, that's very kind of you. I'm amazed about uh, you know how far you've gone to help people. You know, giving people a helping hand always makes you feel happy. Yeah, I know Chris. I listen to actual fluency. By the way, I think he's a polyglot, isn't he? Yeah, comes from. And he lives Dan- in Denmark. Yes, and Chris uh, invites lots of polyglots and language enthusiasts, and he talks about different aspects related to language learning. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I I do listen. I I do listen to him every now and then. Yeah, I mean Chris is a great man as well. Yeah, and actually with everyone that I had an interview or a conversation, it was just so great to make this connection and in a way to learn about different people from different countries and I I think that language learning connects people in a way. And even if we don't know the person in flesh, but in a way we are like connected and it's just great. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Yes. It is the thing, the thing that makes the world a small city. People will connecting together, even though they are living in a far away places, you know, they, they feel they live. So, you know, for example, I'm talking with you. I, I live in Senegal, in the far in, in, in West Africa. And uh, this is the magic of language. This is the, the only thing that can do it is language. That, that is the, yeah. the only thing that helped us being able to connect together and understand each other and share our knowledge and our feelings. You know, I mean, nothing is like that. Nothing is actually bigger than that for me. Yeah. So textbooks are or take a great part in your language learning. And can you recommend specific books or would you rather say that every learner is different and has to choose a different book? Or I don't know if you can share something about that. Yes, the textbook is uh, actually the thing that helped me to get here today. Uh, But people are different. You know, some people might be, I mean, might prefer to go another way. Some people, you know, learn language in a different way. But for me, I can only recommend what I've gone through and what I I knew. Uh, I learned it via textbooks and by the way everybody can download this particular application it's called english speaking and and listening english speaking and listening and it is actually built in six sections i think and there are some basic topics that everybody can write down and read just to make your input quite impressive it will help you to gain so many vocabularies at the beginning and then if you've already have a first language like English or another language that you can use to translate the unknown words and write them down, I'm, I, I'm not recommending people to just reading it once or twice and then leave it there. You have to put, you have to give it a time and effort and write them down in a notebook and study them. 
review them several times. And by doing this, you'll see a progress fast, very, very fast. Yes, so why I prefer this textbook way of learning a language, because uh, as I told you uh, at the beginning, you will gain the vocabularies, construction of the sentences, and the grammatical way of saying things uh, and writing things. I mean, it is a complete package for me. That's why I recommend it. Rather than you know learning a language by acquiring some vocabularies, some lonely vocabularies. I mean, that is not the purpose of learning a language. If you're learning a language by just learning just one vocabulary, go and you know see things like that. Maybe you will struggle to use them later on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking. Yeah. So I'm not recommending anybody just one particular textbook. You can find any textbook that you, you can find in a topic that interests you. For example, if you're a football fan, try to find a basic textbook that speaks or talks about football. If you're a drama or musician person, find something related to th that field, that particular aspect, and read it. Put some efforts on it, and you'll see how fast you'll go. And what do you think about watching series or movies to improve in your target language? Yes, I believe this is also a very interesting thing when it comes to learning language. I think it can help, but for me, it's not my cup of tea. Maybe I don't have time to do it, but I don't deny that it is very, very interesting. And it can help you to improve your listening ability. But, you know, for me, when it comes to listening, I prefer podcasts because it is suitable. You can do it while you can listening to podcasts while doing some other things. Yeah. For example, while running, it is something very convenient when it comes to listening. By watching movies, you only have to sit down and being focused on the television or on the internet to do it. But when you are somebody like me who moves around, you know, uh, very often, I prefer podcasts. Yeah. But if somebody actually prefer watching movies, series and documentaries for practicing the English, is if that particular thing interests them, I would recommend them to do that because doing something that you love is, is, is crucial when it comes to learning language. Absolutely. I agree with that. A hundred percent. Yes. So, okay. I think I want to thank you very much for your time and your story. I don't know, maybe you have a question or something you, you want to add before we finish up. Okay. Uh... Well, I just want to thank you. You know, you are the first person who gave me this opportunity to express myself. I've never conducted an interview before, by the way. I have a very interesting story when it comes to learning language, and I wanted to get it out of my system to help, to help other people like me who want to learn second language. And you are the person who gave me this opportunity to make it happen, and I... I thank you. I'm thanking you deeply in my heart. You are very, and I wish very you all the best. And I have to thank you. Thank you very much for tuning in uh, on my film podcast and also the Woke Up Man. And I mean, without you, it would not be possible or 
I would not see any reason to, to record these uh, podcasts, you know. So I am really thankful for that and for all of your knowledge, which you shared with us. And maybe we can catch up on another day. Yeah, it's very kind of you. It's my pleasure. I'm very happy. And I'm looking forward to, you know, do that in the future. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Daniel. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye, Ahmed. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hello there, Mr. Daniel. Um, I read your email only to discover that our recording session wasn't working properly, which is a, a, quite a shame, really. Yeah, but it is not the end of the world. And uh, even though maybe people aren't going to listen to it properly, but we did it. You know, we have conversation between me and you. And uh, you, you've been understanding what, what I was talking to you. And it is, the, it is very important. It is still important. And maybe one day... We can make it out. Yes.